Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here. To keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now remember the Global Ag Network. I really just did that for Landon. I, he wanted to. He's such a South Park fan that I had to get it in there for him. Well, everybody, if you th- if this is the podcast you've been waiting for, it's finally arrived. We are literally talking shit tonight. That's right. Because this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and that's what we talk about. Landon, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, Brent. I'm glad I ran across this. We uh, attended the uh, No-Till Symposium, and uh, that's in Amarillo this week, the week of February 12th and the 13th. And it's a great deal up at the Amarillo Civic Center. Anyway, the uh, lead speaker today talked about a, uh, he was talking about soil microbes, but he gave a little uh, relatable example. I don't know how relatable it was, but uh, talking about gut bacteria in the human body. And apparently they're doing fecal transplants now. Uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. So that's going to be our lead story this week on the Dryland Farmer Podcast. We hope you are waiting with bated breath to uh, hear all about fecal transplants in the human body and the absolutely uncompetitively immature way we're going to approach it so be really excited because it's coming tonight well landon it's been another kind of great week you've been uh what's things been like at the co-op oh pretty slow pretty pretty routine right now just shipping grain that's right nice yeah we uh we've been kind of slow too i've been working on the old barn getting ready for Getting ready for the whole calf showing deal to start up. So we've been, uh, I've been working on that. Got out there today and putting up some gutter or repairing some gutters and, um, uh, putting out lights and doing all that kind of st- good stuff. So yeah, but no, this morning we went to that, uh, no-till symposium and it continues on tomorrow on the 13th. And, uh, so we're, uh, we might kill a little time there. Hey, we got a barbecue today and I think it's like some fancy, one of the fancy places in Amarillo are going to do steaks tomorrow at lunch. So that's what you really go for. But, um, so yeah, it's an exciting time to be alive. Also, little, uh, gift. I had a birthday last week, so I went and bought myself an Apple Watch. And I don't know how I feel about it already because it's kind of starting to talk crap to me. Uh, I was sitting in the meeting today and it buzzes my wrist and it says, okay, time to stand up. So, <laughs> um, excuse me? Excuse me? It's, I've already got a piece of technology talking crap to me. It, uh, so I look down and it says, you need to stand up. You've been sitting a while now. I was like, God almighty. I, and I just got it yesterday. So I'm not even in my normal routine of doing stuff yet. So, uh, it's days of talking crap are numbered because sooner or later I'm going to start farming again and it's going to be all on me to keep going. But yeah, no, I think it's really a good, uh, I kind of got it for a heart rate deal because I've had, I've had, um, 
oh, heart, not heart issues, but I'm on blood pressure and all that kind of stuff, medicine. So I got it to kind of trace what's going on and everything. But uh, all the other little uh, intricacies kind of cool that go with it. You can look down and see your messages and stuff. Landon, whenever you join the 20th century, I know it's the 21st, but when you join the 20th century, well, no, I guess iPhones are the 21st century. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hmm. I don't I don't need a watch telling me what to do. Yeah, well, you uh you, no, but you have a flip phone that still has a clock on it, so yeah. Touche, my it friend. Touche. Anyway, so yeah, that's great. Got all that good stuff going on. Uh, no till symposium. It was really good. Talked a whole lot about um, you know, cover crops and um no you know, obviously not plowing is one of the biggest things. Of course we're a big we're a big no-till operation. We've been doing it for not a big operation. We've been no-tilling for about, oh gosh, we're going in our 14th year now where we hadn't plowed and we really had a good time with it and everything, especially through these droughts. They've really, uh, they've really had a shown some improvement to our operation, but it's been uh, a while since we has had a, had a wet winter, hadn't it? Yeah. You know, we had, um, gosh, man, what we had a couple inches. I don't know. It's been six weeks, but yeah. I was looking at the, I look at that NOAA National Weather Service site. It's got the kind of the longer term stuff and it's got like the six to 10 and eight to 14 day forecast. Like almost all of the country is going to be extremely below normal on their temperature. Not, not some, not so much on the precipitation, but like, uh, it's like a freaking dark blue. I don't know if all you guys out there follow that thing. I'm sure probably a lot of you do, but, um, it's a pretty interesting. If I can pull it up real quick, I'm going to do it. I always, during the summertime, I look at the five to seven day, a precip forecast and uh, see how it gets nice and red and purple and then the day that it's supposed to rain it, it, it it's it's blank Poof, it's gone it's blank it's like a bad fart i did uh, read in the paper in the amarillo paper today that our year to date moisture total is 0.06 hundreds and or six hundreds but we're beating last year last year's total at this time was a trace nice <laughs> i i always like tracing things so yeah, yeah i pulled over i pulled over to their website over here at this uh, climate prediction center from noaa and so the 6 to 10 day so everything but florida and georgia is in a well not everything everything but florida and georgia is in a below normal like if you get let's see if you get east uh, west of the mississippi everything is dark dark blue in the below normal in the 8 to 14 day and 6 to 10 but the precipitation is above normal for the entire country um so you know we kind of got that going for us not that that really means anything but uh the 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 best part is to see if we're going to be back in the i noticed I, we started we're back in a burn ban and now we're in the abnormally dry uh on the drought monitor right now so that's always exciting stuff to be in you know you always want to be a part of something bigger than yourself and uh, we've done that over the last several years of the of the terrible droughts so and it's also i can tell you what time of year it is because our house is surrounded by three different guys that are all spread manure all at the same time and uh, it's just a really lovely bouquet of a uh, manure that we got we got dairy manure on the west side and we got feed yard manure on the south side and yesterday, the dairy side was spreading, and it was only blowing. Landon, what was it blowing? Forty to fifty yesterday. Yeah, most of the day. It was a nice day, and then the rest of the week it's going to be pretty nasty. Tomorrow, maybe thirty to forty or something like that sustained. It's going to be a really lovely day to be outside. So I'm not going to go outside. I'm just going to stay inside and to see if I can remotely control my uh, stock tank water level from the uh, from the house. That'll be really awesome. So. Hereford Grain, they they hadn't really priced any fertilizer to us yet or anything. They hadn't offered any uh to do any marketing decisions for us. Not that they ever do, but you know, Landon, you can always take an initiative and start a marketing program through the co-op members. 
It's going to go up and down, Brent. Yeah. We're, we're pretty, I always love the forecast. That's my favorite, especially this time of year. Well, we're predicting a corn price between $3.80 and $4.10 over the next 12 months. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's a way to go there, Merlin. That's a really way to get to tell a fortune there. That's a bold, bold, bold call with that crystal ball there. Yeah. You know, everybody, and they're kind of like meteorologists. Well, no, they're not like meteorologists. They can be wrong enough times that they're out of business, but. I got my head ripped off today in some hog spreads that I thought would be a really great idea, and they freaking reversed like two dollars in one day. And man, that it was ugly. It was an ugly sight to see if you're in the business. But uh, guys, we're gonna get into it. We got Radar Ricardo. He's gonna give us a cold forecast. I think for the next week, um, rest of the week, it's just gonna be windy. Unfortunately, it's gonna be kind of warm, so we got that to look forward to. And our sponsor this week is. Um, I'm not sure if they finalized their title yet, but it's a fecal donation clinic. You've heard of the uh, local poop, uh, the sperm banks and the uh, blood donation clinics. Well, this is a uh, place where you can drop, uh, you know, drop a deuce to get a $50 bill. So get a drop a deuce for a fitty, you know, is, is their tagline. It's really a pretty, pretty catchy phrase. So we've got all that and more. Um, I know the Global Ag Network is really going to appreciate the topic of this, um, because we're, I know they're all about furthering their message and really providing a support and a service to the ag community via our podcast. So we thought of no better way than to talk some shit. <laughs> so, uh, we've got all that, Radio Ricardo, our sponsor, and then it's poop talk right after this. On the Dry Down Farmer Podcast. Ooh-wee! Somebody light a candle in here. Hello, everyone. Dan Glee here, your good buddy from the Big Lake Cattle Mart in Big Lake, Texas, bringing you a special side item this week because, well, we hadn't had a sale down there at the Big Lake Cattle Mart in a couple of weeks due to due to some unforeseen financial circumstances, but. Brent, this here, I'm, I'm here this week to tell you all about <clears throat> the Fecal Donation Clinic. You heard me right, Brent. They got this whole newfangled deal where you can take, you can go take a dump down there at the doctor's office and they'll give you money, cash, gold for it, Brent. You just come in down there. Uh, we're usually booked up between 7 and 8.30 every day, but uh, if you can change your habits, we can take your crap. Because down here at the Fecal Donation Clinic, our motto is, and we'll take crap off of anybody, we're here to save lives. We're here to put the flora back in your bottle. That's right. All you do is come down here, give us a sample, and then wait six to seven months, and we'll tell you if your shit don't stink. That's right, Brent. We don't take crap off of just anybody. I mean, our, our tagline is, we'll take crap off of anybody, but it's got to pass our strict, you know, our strict standards. But, uh, yeah, so the Fecal Donation Clinic... You come on down, you need a couple extra bucks, you need to pay that rent. Do your neighbor a favor down here at the Fecal Donation Clinic rent. We got coolers standing by, we got all the greatest magazines in the world to get your gutta going. The Fecal Donation Clinic, temporarily held at the site of the Big Lake Cattle Mart in Big Lake, Texas. This is Dan Glee reporting. Cabron, man. Hey, I know I found a way that we can pay the rent for the next two months, but hey, no questions asked. Hey, 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 hey this is Arena Rosario. about that. I was talking to business with Diego. This is Arena Ricardo de la Serio. We'll bring you your Driving Bumper Podcast 
weather update. Well, Brent, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, the nice warm days you've had over the last few weeks, but it, it's going to get turned ugly on you, Vatos, because it's going to get cold, and there might even be a chance of snow, you know? I know you need some, Vatos, getting pretty dry right down there. I noticed the, the drop monitor or whatever, it's kind of starting getting a little yellow, you know, it's getting a little yellow in your you know, in your spot or whatever, but, you know, for now, it's still going to be cold, warm, but next week, look at Bato, but this week, wind, wind, and more wind, Bato, it's going to be 68, 71, 67, Bato, fortunately, those aren't the winds, but that's not far out, Bato, because it's going to be blowing like a son of a bitch, man, Bato, I mean, you better have a pretty solid stool for your fecal donation donation, because, Bato, man, if it's a little runny, man, it's going to get all your hocks, you know, they, they have the old saying, like, man, he crapping down both hocks, Bato, man, that. Nah. Nah, nah, I, mean, I got to get it in every episode to my contract, but, but hey, uh, you know, so, you know, enjoy the enjoy the heat or, you know, the warmth for the next few days, but, I mean, even though it's going to be windy or whatever, but uh, because it's going to be cold next week, but though, like the whole country, man, I was looking at that five to seven day or whatever, or six to eight to 14 days, it's going to be all cold, like the entire country, except for like Florida or whatever, they have like the orange juice trees. Okay, Bato, this week's sponsor, hey, you know, this is uh, something for uh, everyone, Bato, because we all got to go, you know, when it's time to go, you got to go. Uh, the Fickle Donation Clinic, Bato, I just heard they, I just heard they sponsor, Bato, they need some new taglines like, hey, come down here, you know, you won't need a match, we'll just, uh, we'll match your crap for cash or something, I mean, there's all kind of taglines they, they could use, Bato, hey, this is Reina Ricardo de la Serio, I'm back to you. And we're back with the Dryland Farmer Podcast. Uh, thanks, Ricardo, for that great weather report. We're always uh, waiting on pins and needles whenever it comes to your prognostications on the weather. So thanks for all of that, uh, Ricardo. And uh, here we go. It's time for a little poop talk on the Dryland Farmer Podcast. Without further ado. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to start already. At least let me get the intro music in first. All right, all right. Landon, I think we're going to get a new echelon after this episode's over with. I think so. A whole new fan base. A whole new Well, I don't know about that. Our <laughs> fan base is pretty sketchy to begin with. You know, True. We're going after the really mature people here. Okay. Fecal bacteriotherapy. This is a real thing. And uh, before we go any further, Landon, I mean, I would do it if this is the only thing to get me going again. Wouldn't you? I right. mean, if nothing else worked. For an extra 40 to $120 a week, you, you know I would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not talking about being a donor. I'm about talking about being a receiver. Oh, <laughs> catching instead of pitching here. So do you? <laughs> so do you have to put? Are you a stool donor card? Do you get a stool donor card, or do you have to put it on your driver's license? You think? Because <laughs> they say the first thing that happens when you die is you crap yourself. I think on the back of your driver's license where it says donor, it has that little poop emoji. <laughs> a little smiley face. It's, yeah, it's going to pretty much all come to that. They're going to pull up your cell phone yeah. and they're going to see if the right next to the heart emoji, it's got a poop emoji. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that doesn't mean I heart poop. It means I, I'm going to give you mine up. Okay. Fecal bacterial therapy. The human stool transplant. So uh, this is this site is the uh, verywellhealth.com slash fecal transplant information, 3152946. Okay. Uh, great website. This is the one that had the most uh, mature information on it, so I don't know why I picked it. But uh, this is actually by a registered nurse and uh, MSN and, and FN, whatever those are. 
But anyway, so a fecal transplant, also known as fecal bacterial therapy, is the process of restoring the bacteria commonly found in the digestive tract with an infusion of feces from a donor. While this sounds like a very strange concept, it is important to remember that our bodies require bacteria to digest food. Bacteria also help maintain a normal movement of food and stool through the gut. When the bacteria is in the digestive tract, when the bacteria in the digestive tract is destroyed, it can be very, very difficult to get it back. So, Landon, you've got hundreds of millions, even trillions. I think you've got trillions of a bacteria in your, just in your gut, working over time to make you feel better. So, uh, right off the bat, how does that make you feel? I mean, you're not like the guy I made the joke this morning and said, you're not alone in the world. <laughs> I don't know. You've got, then, it's, then he had a number, I forgot what it was. It was 10 sex trillion, like mitochondrial something's going on in your in your body and i don't even know i mean that's a real number but it's kind of crazy so um any concerns so far not so far okay no. you're happy with all that okay the average person has hundreds hundreds of types of bacteria in the digestive tract while it is possible to live without these bacteria known as normal flora or digestive flora they are extremely useful to the body these good bacteria help prevent overgrowth of bad bacteria, enhance the immune system, and play a role in breaking down some types of undigested carbohydrates. When you're born, your mother has uh, gives you a starter culture, in, quote, uh, in quotation marks, that kind of gets your gut a health uh, kickstart. So, why on earth would you have this happen or need this transplant to take place? Uh, it says feces is transplanted to replace bacteria that has been lost or destroyed by disease or medical treatment. In a normal digestive system, hundreds of different types of bacteria are present. These bacteria, called normal flora, are necessary for effective digestion and play a role in preventing allergic reactions and enhance immune functions. So I've been looking through this website, and it didn't say anywhere about a... And this goes back to our sponsor, but um, it may, I guess I had listened to the sponsor yet, so maybe it'll tell it in the commercial when we listen to it. But uh, what do you think you get for a good turd? Oh, just just guessing off the top of your head, forty to forty five dollars. You know, what if you got somebody that comes in there that's really like this mentally unstable, and uh, they so they go they drop their do donation, <laughs> drop their donation, and they find out like a week later that it's rejected. What do you think that's going to do to a person with a low self esteem? I, I think they're going to find that that they send the donation back in a bag <laughs> lit on fire on their front porch. <laughs> in a brown paper bag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the ultimate, ultimate insult. So, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're a reject stool donor candidate, I mean, that's got to be really do a number two on your <laughs> – that's really got to do a number on your self-esteem right there. So you know, you know, judging from my research, you shouldn't feel bad because what I – from what I was looking at, only 4% of people – Qualified to donate their stool. How many? Four. Four percent. Four percent. Why mm-hmm. is that? Does it say? I don't know. I mean, you got to be you got to be between the ages of eighteen and fifty. Okay, that's a lot of people. There are certain countries you can't have visited either, like Canada, Europe, Australia, Can- New Zealand, Japan. But you know what country you can visit? And <laughs> Mexico. <still>? Mexico. <laughs> you can that's go down there. You're already <laughs> crapping through a screen door. Yeah. You go down there, eat all the burritos and enchiladas you want. And you're you're ready to go. <laughs> God knows there's more bacteria than an awesome burrito than any freaking uh, leper clinic that you can find. You can, by 8 o'clock on Wednesday, you can have paid for your trip to Mexico. <laughs> That's right. So uh, I'm gonna, so that gets me to skip down to the uh, skip down the article a little bit. So 
you're not actually getting a solid uh, transplant. It's actually liquid. And uh, <laughs> and the way they say they they uh, filter it or separate it was I, I thought it would be a little more scientific, uh, a little more scientific method going on. Is it like close your eyes and drink this? <laughs> no. What they do is said this thing has a 91 percent uh, rate of uh, fixing a success. It on the- yeah, I saw that. A success. So, uh, anyway, I I know what it said, but anyway, so what they do is, is they get the stool. Oh, here it is. They get the stool sample, and they ninety one percent of excess. Okay, <laughs> if the sample is appropriate and accepted, it is prepared for transplantation, typically by mixing it with sterile water and filtering it through a coffee filter repeatedly to remove the solids and the peanuts <laughs> <laughs> and the corn yeah a, you would think a coffee filter you, i mean at least give me some kind of fancy name for it yeah. you know don't just go to the mr coffee store and i said i need a whole bunch of filters but i don't need a coffee pot trust me brent that's not the best part of waking up <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those folders in your cup yeah you don't <laughs> Oh man, this is just getting awful. So yeah, but they, they so they filter it through a coffee filter, repeat it uh, multiple times. You think they run? You think they run an inordinate amount of vinegar through that coffee maker after they run it through that? I would hope they, they run some bleach through there. <laughs> you would think so. That's just a taste you can't get out of your mouth. You think they'd run it through some two ply or something? <laughs> yeah, heck, some quilted bounty or something, you know? Yeah. What so so they transplant it in? Does that person poop it out again? Does oh well, I mean no. Okay, so that's a good question. So what they do is you can get it a couple different ways. You can get it through a feeding tube, or you can get it through an enema, and um, this or a turkey baster, or a turkey baster if you want to have a baby. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm having a baby. Uh, let's see. So what they do <laughs> is is they they what they do is they stick it up there, so the enema. If the enema is used, the stool sample is placed in the enema bag or bottle, then infused into the rectum where it is held as long as possible. So hold it, hold it. I mean, I don't know how many times, Landon, I've been on the highway and I've, I've mustered some kind of superhuman strength to drive 115 miles yeah. an hour and keep it pinched back until I can make it to the house and pray to God that I don't see a cop. You ever notice how coming back on a long trip, like your body just knows when you're like five miles from home? Yeah, from your, when, <laughs> so like, when you're from home base, man. Yeah. I mean, if you may be lost, but I guarantee your intestines knows where home is. So pretty much two people could take the same Browns team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> John, uh, Johnny Football, that's why he never could make it in the Browns. He mm. had to, he never got that enema going on. So yeah, but they hold it. This is done repeatedly over the course of no less than five to ten days. So this isn't a one-time squirt, you know, or a one-time shot. Um, it, so it does it for five to ten days, directly introducing the normal flora back into the intestinal tract. The other method uses a feeding tube to infuse the stool sample directly into the intestines. This tube is typically used for feeding patients who are unable to tolerate typical types of food or somebody else's crap being shoved up their butthole. That, that was... In italics. <laughs> yeah. It is inserted into the nose and down into the stomach, and then it continues to advance until it stops in the intestines. The fecal sample prepared for transplant is then infused through the tube, allowing it to be placed directly into the intestines. 
In some cases, both the enema and the feeding tube methods may be used to reintroduce the normal flora into the digestive tract. So, Landon, so you've—I'm sure you've give, uh, given blood te- uh, blood samples. You've probably given maybe a urine sample here and there before, haven't you? Oh yeah. At least that oh, was yeah. part of your parole <laughs> uh, per- parole yeah. agreement. Yeah, that and meeting all my neighbors. No, <laughs> yeah, Brent. Put a sign. I, I, you better put that sign back up. I noticed <laughs> yeah. you, somebody kicked it yeah. over the other day. <laughs> now, yeah, when I when I worked at the tire warehouse in college. Like every time they'd do the random, it's drug. usually an alcohol test or drug test. They would, I, they picked me almost every time. So uh, I, I'd always have to go either blow in the thing and come back or give a urine sample. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, the reason I ask, cause I've done it before too. And at the clinic I've, uh, go to, they've always got that little drive up window in the bathroom. Have you been to the one where they have a little drive up window? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's fancy, man. You go in there and if you got to do urine samples, you get the cup and you do your thing. And then they've got a little drive up window right there by the stall where you open up the, there's a cabinet door. It looks like there's a cabinet there and it's just a hole in between you and the lab. And the lab is on the <laughs> other side of the wall. That way you don't have to make eye contact with anybody after, when you're holding, you're handing them their, your pee. You close the door, you, you know, well, you zip up first, you close the door or you open the door up, put your cup in there and you know, it's, it, it's weirdly warm. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's it nothing is. Weird. It's bad enough you're holding a cup of your own urine, but when it's warm to the touch, <laughs> when it's warm to the touch, you just, you got, I mean, they don't have a koozie for you or anything. You yeah, know? you don't want to make eye contact with that person. <laughs> I don't even look in the mirror when I'm <laughs> yeah, doing this, you know. But uh, I mean, next time, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take me a Dryland Farmer podcast koozie. <laughs> <laughs> what a better way to uh, promote our podcast in the medical community than putting our peacup in a Dryland Farmer podcast koozie and putting it in the drive up window in the dry, in the bathroom. <laughs> So anyway, so you put it in there, close the door, and you say, Ollie, Ollie, oxen free, <laughs> and then you take <laughs> off. <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, then you walk out of the bathroom and everything's good after that. So yeah. But no, anyway, so I wonder what the, uh, wonder what that would look like. Do they have the drive up window in the, uh, or do you have a net? What do you do to catch it? I don't, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of questions. What do you think the peak, what do you think the peak appointment time would be for this Brent? <laughs> I bet, I bet 8 a.m. every morning is pretty slammed. <laughs> I bet they get really busy. I bet they could have some people donate, you know, twice, two times by lunch if they serve coffee. <laughs> right. Also, I mean, I'm going to awesome dude. I got to pay rent this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I bet 8 a.m. is slammed for the next several weeks, you know. And then what if you, what if they make you, uh, sign like a, uh, guaranteed to produce and you show up after eating like a half a loaf of bread and you can't, <laughs> you know you're just sitting there and sitting there you know and uh and obviously you know in that one uh donation clinic they have a lot of magazines you think they have like a whole lot of starbucks magazines and a whole I, lot of like coffee barn magazines in this I, w- I would want some reading material for sure yeah i mean because I don't know. I would if I were them. I would make you leave your phone outside because that's just a distraction, you know. Yeah. I would only do like Mexican food magazines and uh, coffee Colombian magazines and uh, really scary images of old fat people and naked. Because <laughs> I mean, nothing scares the crap out of me more than that. So yeah, that would be another great uh, uh, addition to the to the clinic. 
But okay, so yeah, I'm thinking either a net. I don't think you're going to get like. <laughs> I mean, if you're really being plugged up for a while, you're going to get one of those collars, the dog collars on the on the pole that the dog catcher has, where you catch it by the neck, <laughs> yeah. cable it. <laughs> Instead of doing the the coffee filter, don't they just put the screen door thing that used to? Yeah, no. You know that old sponsor of ours. <laughs> yeah, that's right, screen door. Yeah. So uh, yeah. That's it's 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 an interesting concept to say the least. So wouldn't you feel bad for the guy if he had enchiladas <laughs> the night yeah, before? Oh, like, I know. You yeah, you're not gonna like this one. Here's a little bit of Jalisco's coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't let the flies in. They're already dead. Or what was the yeah sign? yeah? Leave the door shut because the flies came inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't we don't want them to get out? <laughs> so okay, so you've made your donation. You you left it in the drive up window and you take off. So now it's in the hands. Of the of the staff there at the at the donation clinic, uh, yeah, th- I like that it drop off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, if anything, I would. Well, you can't really do a night depository because nobody's. Most people don't poop at night. It's all a morning depository. I even saw where you have to do an interview before you can before you can do donate. You, I wonder yeah. what kind of questions they ask. I don't know, but it takes place between stalls seven and eight. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and God knows the one thing that men don't do in the bathroom it's talk between stalls oh, you know, no kidding you know so yeah okay so so now the sample is in the staff's hand do you think they've ever had an emergency transplant where they fly in doctors with an igloo cooler do they have to put you think they have to put it on ice i i think their only emergency would be would be the mercy flush <laughs> the mercy flush or at least a courtesy flush you know true along with yeah that goes along, along with the reading material you probably need a lot of matches in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> An inordinate amount, number of candles yeah. by Jan. A lot yeah. of can- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, you know, we're, since we're talking about uncomfortable stuff here, there's nothing more. It's uncomfortable enough to go to like a public place where everybody, you know, every seat's taken and then somebody gets up to leave and you get in their seat and they're not a hot chick. There's some old fat farmer or, far, you know, some dude. And the seat is still warm. Oh, gosh. There should be a, a mandatory five-minute, I don't care. I mean, nobody likes a cold toilet seat, but there's nothing warm than a warm toilet seat for a, for the reason that somebody else was sitting on it. So, yeah, there should be a mandatory five-minute waiting period. Something is not right there. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know that kind of slows the schedule up, but uh, you really got to – I think that's something they need to take into consideration. So, yeah, so I, I'm marking off everything we've talked about, Lynn, and um, the 8 o'clock wake-up call, um, oh, I know, Do, are there certain poop types, kind of like there's blood types? You know, there is certainly different types, because I've seen it. They've got uh, not actual, they've got uh, anima, not animated, but drawn samples, not actually pictures, because that would be, you know, that would be unprofessional. What's the what's the blood type where you can donate to everybody? <laughs> Universal donor. Is that uh, like O negative or something? O- <laughs> no, uh, no. I think it's one of the O's, it's isn't o, it? I think it's O negative. O negative? Yeah. No. Well, what, whatever it is, I think I would be. I think I would be poop negative. I think. I think I could donate to everybody. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, I think A, like A, B, or is it, is a universal recipient or something? No, one of them is. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. that anyway, matter. what are the what are the poop types? Yeah, of uh, the poop types, I don't know. Did you do you have that up on your computer? Because I don't. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of like greenish brown. Oh man, <laughs> nutty, nutty, nutty professor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cornucopia. <laughs> but now it's like we're talking about different Liquid. types of the Pineapple yeah. Express and all the different weed types. Yeah. But the, yeah, so here, here's the uh, mature answer to the question. Who can be a feces donor 
for fecal transplantation. So typically a healthy partner or relative is considered the ideal candidate for fecal donation. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people out there like, Man, he gave me a kidney. What did he do for you, man? I gave you my shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gave him your couch? No, dude, I gave you my shit. <laughs> There's no requirement that the donor be a relative. Any willing person may volunteer to contribute. The medical history of the donor will be examined along with their current state of health. The donor must be free of infectious diseases such as hep A, B, and C, and the HIV. So you don't have to be a relative. You see, you don't have to share the same burrito. No, huh? okay. you just gotta just gotta be a human. I think. I mean, you think they test? You know how hard <laughs> don't 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 even go. <laughs> you know how hard the mouse testing must have been on this thing. You know how yeah. tiny an enema's got to be for a mouse. I would imagine they probably use cow patties or something. <laughs> oh you, yeah, yeah, shoving shoving that stuff up back into a mouse <laughs> and holding it there every mm. for five to ten days. You know, <laughs> I bet you know. I bet I know who their spokesperson is, <laughs> cousin. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Prior to donation, the donor may be asked to take an antibiotic regime to prepare for the donation. Okay, so I find this interesting or um, kind of counterintuitive because from what I've read on these articles, antibiotics are the reason that you lose all your good bacteria in your gut. So for them to be given the patient's antibiotics to start with kind of seems like defeating the purpose. True. I mean, you talk about shooting blanks, you know, you know, it's uh, kind of, it, it kind of brings into question about what this website's talking about. Yeah, you think you'd get a free laxative or something you at the door. You would think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you did this like right before a colonoscopy or something, you could kind of knock out two poops with one stone, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're there, you know. So, so if you get 40 or 50 bucks for a good, for a good <laughs> turd, you think you could get, you know, Three to five bucks for a for a pretty solid fart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you can capture it in a glass or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some way to capture it. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's see, Lynn. So another website we looked at was Open Biome. That's kind of one of the first ones I looked. So, so okay, so back to our uh, um, hypothetical. So the staff has got your... Got your sample. Let's say it's not. Let's say it is an emergency. This, I mean, we got to add drama to this. This is an emergency transplant. This guy's not going to make it if this uh, guy, if the doctors don't get on a helicopter and get to Seattle Grace on Gray's Anatomy within 24 hours. <laughs> so they're rushing up there with a. I'm, no heck, this is a high end. So they got a Yeti cooler. So you know, they got the, they got the poop in the Yeti cooler. So Pretty what do you think? What do you think? One of the staff. So they get to the helicopter. They get in. They fly. They get to the place where the guy is that needs it. Get to the hotel. What do you think? I'm gonna let you guess. What do you think the uh, doc, the uh, guys with the cooler are yelling as they're running down the hall to the operating room? <laughs> hey, doc, we finally found someone's shit who doesn't stink. <laughs> <laughs> you think that would be the professional way to enter the hospital in the operating room? I think so. I was gonna say code brown, but I think <laughs> I think you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is some prime time gold plated stuff right here, man. I've been waiting the last hour to get that line in. <laughs> oh man! Finally, <laughs> so anyway, so they get to the operating room, they get it all in there, and I mean, are they? Well, no, of course they do it into a liquid. So somebody's over there standing next to the coffee maker and the donuts in the operating room, filtering this stuff out. So, I wonder if you get the callback like like I've like like people who donate blood, like they'll get a call every now and then saying that that the blood you donated saved a life or whatever. Uh-huh. 
kind of a good tool to get you to go back and makes you feel good. Yeah, I wonder if they do this with with stool donations. Well, you could, Landon. You were just before we started recording. You were telling me about how you almost passed out today giving blood. I did. I did. I had a trainee jab that needle in my arm and start wiggling it around. <laughs> Boy, how would you like to have a trainee giving you an enema? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, please just stop. Just stop, stop please. Can we? <laughs> oh man, can we get somebody who doesn't have seizures on, at, the, at the side of blood in here to give me a give me the enema? Yeah, I bet the song played during these trans. Transplants is brown-eyed girl. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh, Landon, you're all about it, man. You are all about it. In all yeah. seriousness, this does save a lot of lives, so it is a it is a good thing. Yeah, well, it, at least it, it saves you a trip or two to the bathroom. But no, yeah, it uh, it really does. I mean, people that have irritable bowel syndrome or uh, some kind of a uh, Crohn's disease, Crohn's too, disease maybe. is a pretty bad deal. People lose their. Um, now we're, let's not get too serious here, Landon. We are talking, <laughs> talking shit here. Uh, people lose parts of their colon and uh, all different kinds of stuff. So, uh, if we, uh, if we put any, uh, quick links to this deal and you want to get the serious 30 seconds of it, this is the, 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 at mark like 32 minutes and 17 seconds. That's where we talk about serious stuff. But, um, so no, I mean, it's really amazing that they figured this stuff out. So, uh, Anyway, we hope it, I hope it works out for everybody. But Landon, we're getting kind of uh, to the end of this podcast and the end of our time. We don't have a time limit. It's just kind of how we do it. I know how I'll use freaking. Yeah, I hear it's just pretty much a crapshoot. <laughs> oh, gosh, let's get out of here. Right, everybody, <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode. We hope we didn't turn off too many people. And um, you stay clean and you keep your butt on the move. And um, until next time, everybody, we'll ask you. What side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by The Fecal Donation Clinic We'll take crap off of anybody The Dryline Farmer Podcast Now a member of the Global Ag Network All rights reserved 2019